0: And I'm not making this up. When I first saw this, I was like, this can't be real. Surely he wouldn't put this in there. Welcome back to The Observation, where we are observing the world one take at a time. Uh, Today, we have my word of the year, the energy healing that I had in Hawaii, how to name your child, The Spare, a memoir by Prince Harry that just came out, and... (laughs) <laughs> the Forbes, to 30 under 30 pipeline, and success later in life. We have, we're not talking about crypto today. I'm not giving it an update on DCG and all the fighting that's going on. So let's dive into it. But before we hop into the podcast, I want to shout out to our sponsors. The Observation is sponsored by Cash App. When personal finance meets your funds and the stuff that matters, that's money, that's Cash App. Buy Bitcoin, download the app, do all the things, not financial advice, but Bitcoin's actually kind of up right now. Got to get in, guys, before we get back to uh, all-time highs in 2024. Okay, Uh, let's get into it. So I was in Hawaii. As you guys know, I keep talking about it, but I just loved it so much. But um, I decided my word of the year is brave. And picking a word like brave is especially difficult because it means you have to be basically terrified most of the time. So... Uh, It reminded me of this bit that Conan O'Brien did one time, and he he joked that um, everyone says that famous quote by Nietzsche, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, but what they forget to tell you is that it nearly kills you. I totally agree with that because (laughs) I was like, damn, maybe I shouldn't have picked this word. Um, While I was there, I did three things that were kind of out of my comfort zone uh, entirely, which was a rainbow energy healing. I'll talk a little bit about that. Acupuncture and cupping. And... I took my first surf lesson. So um, diving into the energy healing, which really was an actual exorcism, like not really, but kind of, uh, I had never heard of energy healing. I don't know what energy healing is. And I had a friend that was saying, you should see this woman. She's my friend. She She's an expert in rainbow energy healing. Had no idea what that means. It basically is um, a clearing of chakras. Apparently, energy can get built up in your body due to things like stress, trauma, um, anxiety, even illness, physical illness. So I got sick quite a bit last year. I thought maybe maybe we should try this. thought it was going to be chill, that it was going to be a serene day. We're heading down to the beach. I'm like, yeah, easy. She's just going to do some woo-woo stuff on the beach, and I'll be out of here, and I'll be like, yeah, I felt it, but like not really. I was wrong. I was wrong about this, like dead wrong because we laid down these towels. She, and she goes to me, she does give me a warning. She says, Hey, you know, you might feel tension in parts of your body, especially your hands. They can get really tight and almost feel paralyzed or, uh, restricted. And I was like, sure it does. You know, I live in New York. I can handle anything. (laughs) And, um, I don't know. I always just think I'm like way tougher than I am. I'm like, yeah, nothing's going to happen here. And then she's like, your, your, uh, your jaw area can get really tight. Like this area in here. And I was like, sure, let's just rip it, you know? And, um, I closed my eyes laying there on the beach and she starts playing this tape. I don't know what she's doing this entire time. Didn't open my eyes, just trusted the process. So I'm laying there and she, I guess might be doing, I feel like she was doing a hand thing over me. I don't know. But I start feeling crazy sensations. We go through all of these chakras and I, you kind of meditate on a color every time she goes through it. I felt the craziest sensations in my arms. Like it felt if I could explain it, I've never felt anything like it, but if I had to liken it to something, it's probably uh, similar to if you've got, if your arm has fallen asleep, but but not as painful, more of just r- lots of sensation. And so she was saying that, you know, that this can clear physical blockages, it can help you with your immune system, it can help with your circulation, it aids better sleep, uh, all kinds of, it basically has every list of ailment that you could possibly have and it can be helpful. But while I was doing this, I was like, damn, am I gonna come out of this? Because my hands started to do this like claw thing where it was so tight and my mouth, I could not breathe that well. And we're supposed to be doing this breathing exercise, two breaths in, one breath out. And, I, and it, this whole time, I'm like, did, have I made a mistake here? Because I grew up Catholic. Um, it's not really in our religion to dabble in other alternative medicines or really anything spiritually that opened yourself up. And I was like, have I done something wrong here by doing this? Um, and I feel paralyzed. Is this evil? Like, I had no idea what was going on. But, you know, I was already really deep in it. So I was like, I guess I'm just going to... <laughs> to this. I know it sounds so wild, but I was like, all right. I mean, the, the alternatives are you just get up and that could have been worse. So, um, so finally it ends. It was about 30 minutes, felt like way longer. Uh, and all of, Oh, I'd forget to mention, uh, you, you kind of can cry a lot during this process because you're you're getting release really of energy it's a very emotional experience so I like really, my eyes just kept watering and watering and watering and then um, she's like okay you can open your eyes and I opened my eyes I couldn't see anything so it's so much so much tears in my eyes and it was interesting what she said to me she said that she when she works on people from New York she can often tell because You can often tell where somebody's from in New York. People are are a lot different because of the way that they are exposed to energy and the way that they're around a lot of people and the way they hold things in, which I thought was really interesting um, because I do feel like in in New York, you walk around in a survival mode all the time. Uh, You're hearing sounds, ambulances, trains, people screaming, yelling, chaos, and it has to affect you in some way. So I do give some credence to that. I don't. I did feel lighter. I think at the end of it it's supposed to raise your vibration. Again, I'm not advocating, I'm not telling anyone to do it. I do think I feel better after the process. Um I might do it again. She she definitely alluded to the fact that like I might need another session. So anyways, this was this was a risk for me. Um I do feel okay. I don't think it was evil. I I do believe that there's a lot of interesting Eastern medicine techniques that can be helpful for people. So, um, that was my experience. So I might do it again, might not, but at least I tried it. Um, but yeah, not my typical, not my typical move. I also tried acupuncture. Uh, if you're aware of acupuncture, you put needles in your body. Um, that's another woo woo thing. I don't know if that helps. The cupping definitely helped. So those are my takes. Tried surfing for the first time, got up, unreal feeling. I want to go back and do it again. Uh, Overall, I think before you self-diagnose yourself with any sort of illness or depression or anxiety, go try being on the beach, especially for my New York people. Go on the beach, get some sun, eat some whole foods, and I guarantee you'll feel a whole lot better because winter depression, seasonal depression can definitely be a thing for people. And I think we should just take better care of ourselves in 2023. Uh, And be brave, which means you're going to be terrified half the time. I was sitting on the beach watching a lot of surfing at Pipeline and Backdoor. By the way, so much credit to surfers. They are amazing and have the biggest balls I think I've ever seen of anyone. These waves in Hawaii, humongous, like 10 feet waves. And it's funny because when they describe waves, they'll say like, oh, that's one foot Hawaiian, which means it's like seven feet because the waves are so massive uh, compared to like a California wave. You know, they would be like, oh, they actually, it's actually accurate in California, but everyone uh, underestimates waves in Hawaii. So it it was really interesting. But these are basically the best surfers in the world that come to North Shore in Oahu, which is where I was at. And so I was thinking about some of the best athletes and, and uh, I was thinking about Kelly Slater because he won a contest out there last year and I was like damn Kelly Slater's name sounds like a surfer like doesn't doesn't Kelly Slater sound like that guy fucking shreds he's he, he sounds Slater surf it feels adjacent but then I started thinking about it. I was like there's a lot of athletes that also I feel like have this Tom Brady all-american Sounds like he plays football. Tiger Woods. Woods? Sounds like he golfs. Sean White sounds like snowboarder. Tony Hawk sounds like he skateboards. It just sounds like the dudes out there. It it fits. Um, Lance Armstrong. Don't know if it sounds like a biker, but it sounds like you do something athletic. Um, Newt Gingrich sounds like you're a weird, grimy Politician, not no shade, just a Newt Gingrich. It sounds like you're kind of nerdy. I don't know what what it is about this, but I think that you can potentially project the future of your child by naming them something really sick, really interesting, really intellectual, uh, just something to think about. Prince Harry just released his memoir called "The Spare." It's about 400 pages talking about his life and finally giving. The world um, an insight into how he lived and how he grew up and if you're familiar he's the spare he's the second child to charles and diana and so if anything happens to william he is or was going to be the next in line for the throne um, harry kind of has been li- literally the redhead like stepchild um, in the british monarchy and this book while you know Being really exciting for him to announce, it's he's taken tell all seriously. Like it is a memoir, he is telling everything in this book. I'm not kidding. Um, And so, what he did say, and what has been going around the internet recently, is a story about his genitals. I don't know how to to intro this, but I'll read it to you um, so that you can also be as horrified as everyone else. Okay. And I'm not making this up. When I first saw this, I was like, this can't be real. Surely he wouldn't put this in there. Uh, So he talks about somehow his down there was oscillating between, and he really writes it out too, um, between extremely sensitive and borderline traumatized. Um, He said a friend recommended that he use Elizabeth Arden cream. And then he goes, then this is where it gets super Freudian and super weird. He says that his mom used to use that on her lips and you want to put me you want me to put that on my todger. I just hate the British and their their words for things. Like they have so many slang words for genital parts. And I don't really understand why, it, but it's always silly. What's a todger? Why do you guys call it things like that? Are there American words that we say that I'm not aware of that are bizarre because Todger just sounds silly. It sounds like you're trying to make something sound better than it is or you're trying to make it more proper. Just, it is what it is. It's a dick, you know? Um, and then his friend said, it works, Harry, trust me. And he goes, I found a tube and the minute I opened it, the smell transported me through time. I felt as if my mother was right there in the room. What? Then I took a smidge and applied it, dot, 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 down there. What? And this goes back to my main point that Harry and Meghan do not have friends that tell them no. You also think that one another would look at each other and say, babe, maybe we don't put that, put that in there. Might be a little TMI, but no, Harry got the opportunity to write his own book and he's used every, God damn page. He used every page, 400 pages. Um, I haven't read it yet. It literally just got to my doorstep today, but I've I've seen some pretty crazy stuff, not only between Harry um, and this weird Elizabeth Arden cream, but also his relationship with his brother, Will, and Kate. Um, apparently, Will and Kate were very upset that Meghan and Harry did not give Will and Kate Easter presents, which I just don't know how uppity you can be to, to be upset at someone for not giving you an Easter present when you're like the most privileged people. And I am a big Kate stan. I love her style, love her fashion. Um, it's an, it's an odd thing. And then apparently, um, another revelation in the book that came out and I watched TikTok on it is that Kate doesn't, didn't feel very close to Megan in terms of talking about hormones and postpartum information. And Kate Uh, asked for an apology from Megan when Megan said that Kate had baby brain. That's another term for uh, after you have a child, your brain can be a little bit foggy. It's common with women who have pregnancies. Um, and And apparently Kate didn't like that and said, we're not that close, Megan. And even Will got into it and pointed a finger at Megan and said it was rude. Megan apologized. She didn't realize that she was kind of crossing a line. But it's interesting to me that you can't even talk about hormones with Will and Kate, and you got Prince Harry over here talking about his dick in in a book. So we got a real wide spectrum, which just goes back to the point that you can literally be birthed by the same woman and raised by the same parents, but you can be entirely different in how you live your life. So um, the other thing that was interesting in the book was – It feels like we knew Prince Harry, and we thought Will and Harry were very close, but in fact, they actually didn't get along, and Will kind of didn't want Harry around him in school, as a lot of siblings kind of act that way, but it felt like their whole life they were pretty divided. Um, but we just see them together in so many pictures and we saw so many pictures of them growing up. So it's really interesting and I'm excited to read the book and, and give my own opinions on it. Um, but these clips have just come out and they're they're pretty funny, uh, pretty interesting. So the next kind of ridiculous story is <sighs> Forbes 30 Under 30 just does it again. They just don't miss. Um, there was a... Forbes 30 Under 30 recipient by the name of Charlie Javis. She was a founder of a company called Frank. Well, it was reported that our Forbes 30 Under 30 recipient uh, used millions of fake customers to dupe an acquisition. Just totally lied about it. Um, And it wasn't a small lie. It was like a massive difference here. Um, I think it's so funny, funny. It's so, fu- it's so funny that the Forbes to um, prison pipeline is just so strong. You got SPF, um, you got Caroline, uh, we got the girl Elizabeth Holmes. It just, I feel like if you get Forbes 30 under 30, they should just preemptively like lock you up in jail. <laughs> because it's, and now everyone's adding themselves. It's becoming the red flag of, awards. And this is what I was saying. It's not cool anymore to be on Forbes 30 or 30. I wonder if this is what happens when you pay your way into awards and you just feel like you can get away with anything. There must be like this certain privilege or or something when you make so much money and you have so, mu- so much success that you think that you're never going to get caught up. It feels like that's what it is always with, with these people. So this week, the Golden Globes were back on. They were off last year and it was really cool to see some older actors get their first Golden Globe. So Jennifer Coolidge and Michelle Yeoh won their first Golden Globes at 60 and 61. So cool. Um, Jennifer Coolidge is having such a moment right now. I feel like she's like the darling of Hollywood and she's just so hilarious and I loved her in White Lotus. It feels like she's always been in Hollywood but people didn't really pay her the attention or time and because she's kind of Uh, typecasted in these funny characters and she plays pretty much the same character in every role but she does a great job at it and it's just really cool to see people uh acknowledged and recognized later in life because I think sometimes like these Forbes 30 under 30 awards people feel like you cap off at 30. These women had another 30 years of working before they were ever awarded anything and I think that's something to strive to in your careers that you're not just um you know, a combined effort of only 30 years of your life, you have a full life to live and keep going towards your dreams and working on projects that really inspire you. If that's an art like acting or if it's a company or uh, anything worthwhile, you just got to keep at it. As long as you're enjoying what you're doing, it's beautiful to see that the world then eventually can recognize your, your efforts. So super cool, super inspiring to see, and really happy for both of them, um, winning this award. So cool to see. Um, all right. Thanks for tuning into the observation and we'll be back next time. Good luck and Godspeed.